ABC Listen. Podcasts, radio, news, music and more. You play for moments like these. Right? You have a chance to play in the AFLW final series. No one in this club has ever done it. It started when you were five years of age, six years of age. You're women, you're growing up and you have an opportunity. I'll leave you with this. Think about on the day, what am I going to do for my teammate to give her the best chance? That's all you have to do. The collective of we is much greater than me. You fired up? I'm fired up. That was Sydney Swan, Colin O'Reardon, motivating his club's women's side ahead of their final round AFLW clash. It won't surprise you that they went out and grabbed their first finals berth with a win in that game. And this weekend, the Swans are one of eight teams playing in week one of the finals. We're previewing it all with Shani Norder. We're also casting an eye over the Socceroos World Cup qualifier squad we're going to check in at the Cricket World Cup. And of course, your favourite, Sound Bites. I'm Patrick Stack. This is ABC Sport Daily. Shani Norda is a code hopping superstar. She's one half of the excellent W podcast alongside Sam Lane. She's going to preview the AFLW finals for us. Shans, we're going to go in chronological order. Adelaide has been the standard all season, and they're bringing in a raft of rested talent for this game. Can you see a world where Brisbane can upset them Saturday afternoon on Adelaide's home deck? Absolutely. Brisbane, you know, they took down Melbourne last weekend. And whilst that was at home at Springers, I feel like that was where they lost to Melbourne in the grand final last year. And the danger of having a team that has been so close yet so far away is that bit of pain of knowing how close they are again. And no team can underestimate that. Um, As you said, yes, Adelaide have rested players. But in saying that, they're not game fresh. I would rather be coming in a bit heavy and a bit sore, but with matches under my belt than coming into a game fresh because finals is next level. It hits your body hard. So I would not be surprised at all if Brisbane are, you know, able to upset Adelaide this weekend. She can use Ellinger on the way out. Kick past the wing. Smith will want to get goal side. Really clever tap. Gets it on to Anderson. She looks up what she got inside 50. She's got... On the lead, Dakota Davidson. But in saying that, um, it's a clash of the titans, two of the strongest teams in AFLW history, having made four or five premierships between the two of them in the six years um, that it's happened. So it's pretty epic. It's going to be a ripper. The Swans have been the feel-great story of the AFLW season, but they won't be at their spiritual home of Henson Park among the Sydney Inner West Eshes. Do you reckon they can upset the Gold Coast Suns in Queensland? Um, they can absolutely upset the Gold Coast Suns if the Gold Coast Suns let them. And that was proof of Fremantle. Whilst they didn't make the top eight, I honestly thought the Swans were down and out last week. They were over in Perth, they were away from home. They weren't doing anything. They couldn't get the ball up forward for the first three quarters. I turned it off. I was like, oh, God, this is so hard to watch. I don't know if I can. Came back at the end and they won. But what a turnaround it has been for the Sydney Swans. Winless last season. They sneak into the finals in the last match of the home and away. And in their second season, 
Sydney will play finals. The, the way the Gold Coast are going to win, they have to play their game. They have to keep the ball away from the Swans. They can't let them get their momentum because all they need is one sniff, one goal and a bit of hope, and they will run over the top of you. So that is the Gold Coast challenge. But either way, it's a huge win for the competition, having both of these teams playing finals. When it comes to Essendon v Geelong, I'm fascinated in the subplot of the Prasparka sisters. Maddie and Georgie, they're going to be crucial for the Bombers and the Cats, respectively. How do you see it? Oh, my God. You couldn't write the story any better, could you? Like, the AFL and, like, AFLW would just be absolutely drooling with this storyline, not only being sisters, but obviously being the heavy hitters for both of their teams and seeing how they come up against each other is going to be so exciting. Chris Parker's an opportunity here. Kick a third of the season. 25 out, more or less directly in front. And she drills it through. Huge for the Bombers, obviously being in their first finals. I think a lot of the news have been around the Swannies, but let's not forget Essendon. Like, they were strong last year, but only being their second year in the competition. What a huge feat to be able to do that. But I do think Geelong are going to get over the line. They've been phenomenal this year, huge pressure. Yeah, so I would be backing them in, but keep your eyes on the sister battle because it is going to be delicious. The reigning Premier's Melbourne take on the Kangas, and it's fair to say, I reckon, this is a bit of a clash of styles. The Ds love to handball. The Kangas love to kick. How do you see this one playing out, Chance? Look, I, th- I think Ds are just going to run over the top of them, to be honest. You know, um, Kangaroos have been called the flat track bullies this year. They've been able to get wins over all the teams underneath them, but they are yet to beat one of those top three teams. And I just don't think this weekend is the weekend that they're going to do it. Like you said, Melbourne get really good handballing, running carries through the middle. Sweeping handball. Fitzsimon might make them pay. She pops it over the top. And Sheriff takes the mark and... That's the deadliness of Melbourne. But they also have great defence that will take that kicking game away from North Melbourne. So, um, yeah, I think that is probably going to be the easiest game to read this weekend. But luckily for them, um, either team in that game will get the second chance. Every game of finals is live and free on the ABC Listen app. And the best women's footy combo is Shani Norder and Sam Lane every Monday on the W Pod. Get around it. Shani, thanks for your time, mate. No worries. Ho, Ro. So the Socceroos have named their 23-man squad for the World Cup qualifiers with Bangladesh and Palestine. And look, any time you get a group like this, you're kind of drawn to the new faces. Give me a bolter. Give me a selection bombshell. You get the idea. Anyway, the two new shiny things are striker Cassini Yengi and goalkeeper Ashley Maynard Brewer. Yengi is a one-time Western Sydney Wanderer attacker who is now plying his trade with Portsmouth in the English Championship where he scored a goal on debut. To the right, to Rafferty, to the left. Chipped into the middle and it's headed down by Yengi off the close and in! What a moment! Cassini Yengi! What a way to introduce yourself to English football! Andrew Redmayne, aka the Grey Wiggle, and Milos Degenek have been omitted. There was room for fan favourite Massimo Luongo after his recent friendly appearances back in the green and gold. Bangladesh is first up next Thursday in Melbourne. It is. A long road to Mexico and the United States in 2026. Australia's locked up a semi-final spot in the World Cup ahead of their final group game with Bangladesh. Saturday afternoon, Aussie time. Brett Sprigg is here to preview the action. Spriggy, the Aussie coach, Andrew McDonald, says he wants his strongest possible team playing. That means a battered Glenn Maxwell, Vertigo struggling Steve Smith, are all in the mix. Why is he going full ball when they're going to play South Africa regardless? I guess there's an argument they want to have their 
their best team on the park and get to get a feel for what that team looks like ahead of the knockout stage. And the reality is, I think across this campaign, despite the fact that it's been nine games long, <laughs> we still don't know exactly what the best, most perfect Australian combination looks like. Mm. So, as you say, it's the middle order. It's Steve Smith coming back in. Does Manus Labuschagne then go out? Given Manus was sort of, I guess, last man in. Uh, Travis Head, I guess, was also a late addition to the squad, although he's at the top of the order. Second ball duck in his last it's game. Raised. Here comes Naveed round the wicket. The slingy action. That's a good ball. Has he found the edge? He has! Travis Head out, second ball! Labuschagne's probably the obvious one to, to miss out. But then again, there's probably an issue for a guy like Marcus Stoinis as well as to what he contributes with the ball. It's been sporadic in, in recent games, Marcus Stoinis. But um, yeah, the argument says that if you were to take on the might of India, for example, in that final, should you get that far, you have to have your best team. And we'll find out what that best team looks like tomorrow night. On Steve Smith and the whole Vertigo situation, is he hasn't really been anywhere near his best all tournament. Is that why we think he hasn't quite got to the heights we know he can reach? There's a certain mercuriality, I suppose, around a player like Steve Smith, that if he does get an opportunity this late in the tournament, <laughs> that it could well be this is the opportunity he needs to, to show us what he's capable of. We know that he, he can turn a game, that he can find runs in, in a desperate moment. And perhaps uh, this is the, the gamble that the coach is taking on a guy like Steve Smith. So uh, we'll see how it all plays out. But the reality is the team is informed. They've won six straight games, so mm. you wouldn't make too many changes. But uh, the reality is, um, yeah, there's been a lot of doubt around what that best 11 looks like. And we'll hopefully know more against uh, Bangladesh tomorrow night. New Zealand beat Sri Lanka overnight. That means they'll almost certainly play India in the semifinals. So what does the Black Caps making the semis tell you about the format, do you reckon? Yeah, it is a curious one. And the format has been, uh, I guess, widely panned. I, I wouldn't say it's been all bad. It. It's It's been... Uh, there are times I've not minded it either, Stacky. But the reality is New Zealand didn't win a game for nearly three weeks and then all of a sudden have the opportunity to win their way into the semis, which they, they did, of course, against um, Sri Lanka. So, and England, poor old England, have one more game still against <laughs> Pakistan. I mean, they, they most World Cups, you lose three or four games, you get sent home. Mm. Um, this has been uh, just uh, torturous, I suppose, for a team uh, like England. But the reality is that yeah, New Zealand... Zealand uh, are also a team that could cause an upset. India have been phenomenal. It's their home World Cup. They're unbeaten, of course. We know that. But we're all just waiting for that moment, mm. that moment that, that could well be that they, they fall short or they choke, uh, so to speak. So, yeah, that is our top four. India, South Africa, Australia, New Zealand. The only thing I'd say about tomorrow night's game, Stacky, is the Australian batters would be well advised to, to, uh, to be on time at the <laughs> crease because Shakib <laughs> Al-Hassan and the Bangladesh team, of course... Uh, Made a few headlines out of yeah. the Sri Lanka game, didn't they? Well, this is quite something extraordinary, this. He's been given out, timed out, because he wasn't ready at that time. Brought Angela Matthews. Yes, that's, that's all I'd say about that. They're going to have to be on their toes. You can catch every ball live and commercial-free on the ABC. Listen at Brett Sprigg. Thanks for your time. Anytime. Time for sound bites, and it's November. That means Mariah Carey has been removed from her cryogenic chamber and is singing Christmas carols. You know who does a good rendition of her original? Australian NFL star Jordan Mailata. Take a listen. player is a man of many talents. Do you ever lose your temper at work? Me neither. But Giannis did in the NBA and it resulted in him being ejected. And he taunted Isaiah Stewart 
And he's going to get teed up again by Scott Twardowski. And he's gone, right? He could be kicked out of the game. Wow. As if taunting opposition was not enough, he decided to sit down in the front row and taunt the officials. Hard to make a man that big move. In terms of sprays, it had nothing on the late great Ron Barassi. The AFL-VFL legend was farewelled on Friday in Melbourne. And to honour him, here is one of his all-time coaching addresses for North Melbourne. Barry, you are a... I'll tell you why. You've got the bloody football game beaten. You've come down here, not concentrated. The ball goes out towards the Carlton small man. You stay back with your man. You could have got to the Carlton small man, but I know I'm going to protect myself. I don't mind a bloke going bad, Darrell, but to me, it's probably the cost you're bloody not switched on properly. You weren't anywhere near that bloke. They're playing four yards from him. And he's a good lead, and it comes out from the bloody back line very well. He was a one of one. I'm Patrick Stack. This is ABC Sport Daily, produced by Poppy Penny. Thanks to the Sydney Swans, Portsmouth FC, the NFL on TikTok, ESPN, and Sean Coomer on Instagram for the extra audio used in this episode. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.